0: Welcome in, everybody, to the GC Live post game show. A disappointing night as South Carolina's season comes to an end in Super Regionals as they get swept by the Gators this weekend in Gainesville. I'm Mike Huber, alongside me is intern Joe. Joe, there's no other way to put it. I mean, the bottom line is South Carolina, they just weren't able to get the bats going tonight. I'm not saying that the umpiring did not have an impact because it certainly did, especially with some of those post calls. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the bottom line is South Carolina, they just weren't able to generate enough offense tonight. I mean, that's just the bottom line. They weren't able to get the type of hits. I think they only had three tonight. And actually was the first batter of the game. McGillis had a hit in the first inning. And then you had to wait about five innings later to get that second hit. Just everything that was the complete opposite that we talked about last night in terms of what South Carolina needed to do. Just your overall thoughts, Joe. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, Mike, we talked about it um, last night, what this game was going to come down to, and that was clutch hitting. Um, You know, South Carolina just didn't have it today when it came to clutch hitting. And, you know, pitching was very clutch, I think, um, for, the, for the most part. I mean, you got through all of the, the big bats in the lineup, right? Like you got through all of the guys that were going to cause you issues. What stuck out to me was it was Florida's role players that got the job done. And I think South Carolina needed a little bit more of that in their lineup as well. Uh, you can only go so far relying on the big bats in the lineup and also to the long ball, I think. they are kind of just waiting for that big pop um, to get momentum going. I didn't really see this team rally around any base hits and, and doubles and whatnot or, or anything of that nature. And Don't get me wrong, Waldrop played. Out of his mind, quite frankly, the Florida starter um, played really, 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 really well. Uh, so, Mike, it's, it's it's tough. You needed a better effort out of South Carolina today. You, could, you, know,
0: really yeah, you mentioned the performance by Hertz and Waldrop. He was absolutely phenomenal. He pitched eight innings. Again, just three hits allowed. Those are the only three hits South Carolina was able to muster. Two walks. And that's something that I do want to get into because last week we talked about – the plate discipline South Carolina had. And, again, I'm not excusing the umpiring altogether. But just like last night, I don't want to sit here just talking about umpiring. Two walks tonight. They drew two walks last night. Going back to last week, and certainly the competition got better this week. And we understand that. You're going up against the number two seed. They averaged 10 walks per game in those three games last weekend in regional play. They drew 30 walks. So I say all that because – Again, not even just tonight. Yesterday, too, South Carolina just felt like they weren't as patient at the plate. I'm sure that they got frustrated. We saw the frustration certainly last night when Braylon Wimmer, that non-obstruction call in first base. Um, after that, it seemed like USC was just playing with this, with this. you know, we got to prove something right now. And they, they were playing a little bit faster than maybe then they, they should have, right? And then tonight, just not as disciplined either and again some of those balls sticky tack on the outside certainly no question about that but at the end of the day you just needed to find a base to get on base whether that be drawing some walks whether that be just getting on base with some hits which neither of those things I mean put them together they got on base five times between hits and walks from an error standpoint right Petri was able to reach on that blooper to center I've done a base six times. Six times. So, again, I understand the frustration about umpiring, uh, not just tonight but last night as well. But in a game like today, South Carolina, with what they could control, Joe, and he, uh, he had some good shots. Florida's defense was phenomenal as well. Their shortstop. I mean, between the plays he was making today and the catch he made last night, kind of like Willie Mays style Lower across the board, they were making some good defensive plays too.
1: Yeah, like um, absolutely. I, I like what you said there. Um, I completely just lost the trend. Oh wait, I know what I was just. South Carolina has not played well on the road this year, like at all. Um, so going into this one, it was kind of a bigger concern. Like I, I was a little worried that they weren't playing on this part That could be an issue, but um, you know the atmosphere in Gainesville looks pretty good. Um, wasn't exactly what we had heard from everyone else in the regional about how it was lacking and how it was very winnable. It was very easy to go in again, Florida. that proved not to be the case. But just overall, again, you need more from the Bats A lineup that was ranked at, at the top of every category at one point this year. You need more from it, um, not just the long ball. And, and Waldrop was a guy that you matched. In, in Columbia as well. So it, it's not like you didn't have a scouting report. Um, so I, I, just poor execution. Playing like...
0: Yeah, and uh, the umpire tonight, Greg, Greg uh, I want to make sure I get the name right, Greg Street. he was the home plate umpire. I mentioned this in the game. I think many were able to pick up on it, but just for those who need a reminder, he was also the first base umpire last night during the non- obstruction call that took place in game one. Uh, you see the lineup? You see the stats from South Carolina today? A lot of zeros, unfortunately. The top three hitters, one, two, three, McGillis, Wimmer, and Petrie all had hits, but those were the three hits that USC was able to muster. After that, there was nothing else. We mentioned that Petrie was able to reach because of that error. That hit into center, that Florida, it, it appeared the center able to, Lost the ball in the sun, which was an issue for both teams today early in the game. But bottom line is, USC just not able to generate enough offense. And it's not the exact same thing, intern Joe, but you think about the back half. And I see that, you know, Peyton says, you know, the way South Carolina finished the end of the regular season is the way they faced Florida. If we finished the year like we started, we could have posted a super regional and not go to Florida. No question. There's going to be plenty of what-its, right? The should have been what-is what Being That's able to uh, finish in some capacity, finish in some capacity to, to finish in the top eight from a seed standpoint so that you didn't have to go on the road. I totally understand that. But at the same time, too, injuries did catch up to this team. And I know Gamecock fans are sick and tired of hearing that, not just for baseball. They're sick and tired of hearing that for basketball and football. But it's the God's honest truth. It's the God's honest truth. You look at the difference. We mentioned it last night. We mentioned it the last couple days. When McGillis was back in the lineup after missing 31 games with that broken arm, the impact he had on this team. And we said it last night. It can't just be McGillis. It can't just be McGillis that's getting things done offensively. He had two home runs last night. He had two home runs last week. There were other players that certainly made an impact in last week's regional. There's certainly players that made an impact last night. But because he hit two home runs last night, intern Joe, I wasn't holding my breath saying, man, McGillis is going to hit another home run today. That's not to say he's not capable of doing it, but you can't just keep going back to the well, hoping things are going to be the exact same. And I think, unfortunately, for South Carolina, it wasn't just the McGillis thing. It was, you know, the majority of the team. Again, Petri was able to reach base twice um, with that error. But I think with the South Carolina team, when we look back and we break down the season that was, there's going to be a lot of people talking about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And I don't blame them. I understand that frustration.
1: Yeah, Mike, absolutely. Um, really does come down to hitting. Uh, although Waldrop was, he brought his best stuff and more. Um, you just need better out of that. And Obviously, you have a really, really, really good first half and um, a really bad second half. I think uh, Peyton's comment was right on the nose. You've got to play better um, in postseason baseball. And I, Mike, I, I'm willing to say this. I think if the Super Regional was hosted at Founders Park, it'd be a different story. Um, it's just – it's tough. And, and again, you, you really wish you, you were hosting a Super – um, and, and that play down the stretch would have paid off, but it is what it is, man. It's baseball; it stinks. And if a team that had so much hope, um, you would have expected it. They would have at least gotten to the third game, but just, again, that's the way it happens. Um, in program history,
0: and it's the way it ends, unfortunately. So, when I mentioned the should have, could have, would have, there's going to be plenty of time this off season to talk about those. As far as the Missed opportunity not to be one of the top eight teams in the NCAA tournament. The struggles they hit towards the end of the regular season. I don't think tonight's the night to talk about it. I don't think tonight's the night. I don't think we sit here and we talk about, man, you know, what could have been if they didn't have to go to Florida. There's going to be a time to do that. The bottom line is you came into this series this weekend. And as we saw last night, and we talked about even after the game, even though you had to go. Florida, the number two seed in this tournament. The last two nights, they break not just Florida home record for attendance, but the state of Florida for home games on campus. You had to go into that type of environment. They still had a chance to win last night. And even though offensively their bats were flat, they still had their chances today. They still had their chances today. Again, you went up against a very, very good pitcher. So I say all that because Again, there's going to be plenty of time this offseason to talk about, man, what if McGillis didn't get hurt? Man, what if South Carolina was able to take a couple extra series and they were able to be one of those top eight seeds and they didn't have to go to Florida? I totally understand that. I totally understand that. And I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of it this summer as well. But tonight, it's not the night. I really don't think it's tonight because, again, a couple things go South Carolina's way. Last night, we're sitting here talking about getting ready for game three. So it, it's not like they came in here and got their teeth kicked in in two games. Offensively, just wasn't there tonight. You go up against a very good team. There's a reason why Florida is the number two team in this tournament. They played phenomenal baseball, phenomenal baseball, after they got swept by you guys in April. This is a team that got better as the season went on. And for South Carolina – It went the opposite direction, unfortunately, after that. And it took them some time until getting healthy, heading into regional play, before really being able to change things. Unfortunately, though, I think that loss last night, it stung a little bit too much. And offensively today, like we mentioned, with just the phenomenal pitching performance from Hertz and Waldrop, South Carolina just couldn't buy a hit. And it wasn't even just hitting in terms of It was just trying to find ways to get on base 13 strikeouts by Waldrop today.
1: Yeah, just unhittable from Waldrop. Um Again, I mean, like, we're going to sit here and talk about the kind of what it should have is all night. I feel like it's just how it has to be. Um, but just poor execution, like we've been saying. It's what it comes down to. And if you had done a, just even a little bit better down the stretch, you probably would have had a chance to play or to host the Super Regional. It, Talks so that you were fifteen, and you drew Florida as your super regional possibility, and just the way things went. But there's so many different ways and outcomes you could hypotheticals and whatever, Mike. It's but it's 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 over now. There really is no nothing you can change about it, you know.
0: We'll have plenty of time to recap the season that was. So I don't really want to go too deep into that, intern Joe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, this group the players that decided to come back, right? Three guys had opportunities to go play at the next level. They decided to come back. Mark Kingston talked about it all off season. He was very high in this team heading into February February, and about the opportunity that was gonna be in front of them. I know that coming up short and not being able to reach Omaha there's really no moral victory, but at the same time, too, this is a South Carolina team that a year ago, I mean, a lot of people were calling for the head coach's head. I'm sure there's going to be some knuckleheads still doing that after tonight. And they'll probably do it over the next couple of weeks and months. I think Kingston did a tremendous job of being able to bring Monty Lee into this program. We saw the impact that it had just in the end because they weren't able to have success during a short period of time. I think a lot of people are looking at that. So I say that because I still think there was a lot of good things that came out of this year. I really do. And right now, again, we'll we'll have a time to be able to reflect on these things at a later at a later period. But I say that because I really liked how they fought back last week. And I know that will probably get lost. I know it'll we'll probably get lost, but this team was this team was shoot one one run away for being able to force this thing into extra innings last night. I think that's the frustrating part, that they were a very talented team. They could hit the ball very well. When they were pitching on their game, they were doing tremendous things. Defensively, for a period of time, they were playing lights out. But like we saw towards the end of the regular season, that's what we saw tonight from an offensive standpoint. When you needed production, at the plate, they weren't able to deliver. And I think that's the most frustrating part, that the talent was there. We know that they could hit the ball. We know that it wasn't just like it wasn't 2021 where it was home or bus. This team could get on base. But tonight, going up against a very good pitcher, you put yourself back into a corner by not being able to win game one. You knew you had to play flawless tonight. In South Carolina, they weren't able to do that. Because from a pitching standpoint, look, I understand I'll flip over the stats in South Carolina as we look at Jack Mahoney. Obviously, Mahoney, you would have liked to have seen him at least go five innings. Six would have been ideal at least. Gives up three runs. Walked four. Was it one of his better performances? Certainly not. But at the same time, too, you were hoping the offense would have been able to at least give him a chance and give this team a chance. And unfortunately, that just wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, plain and simple, My, um Pretty much all it is. Uh, do you want to talk about our good friend, Clint Hammond, real quick, while I pull up this tax read? Yeah,
0: I'm going to take down the stats for a minute. As you guys see on the top of the screen, just like it's been all season long and all year long, because Clint Hammond has been a tremendous sponsor to not just Gamecock Central, but the GC Live shows all the time. Clint Hammond of the Mortgage. Give him a call. You want to be able to buy a home. I know rates are crazy right now. Clint can make that process much easier. He did that for our very own Wes Mitchell, as well as former Gamecock quarterback, Kerry Orr. And again, trying to buy a home right now, I know it's a little crazy, but Clint can make that process much easier. He can walk you through everything. He can explain the numbers and get the best rate possible during a very difficult time to be able to get a low rate. Give Clint a call again over at the Movement Mortgage. That number is 803-771-6933. And in turn, Joe... Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Liberty Tax.
1: Yeah, Mike, absolutely. Liberty Tax, our good friends over there. In Irmo, tax I D is that uncertain you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. Tax team at Liberty Tax in Irmo, Lexington, and Columbia will walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time. If you're in a hurry for your refund, call the tax team at Liberty Tax. Fast, accurate, and guaranteed. On the other hand, if you think you might be on Sam, talk to the Liberty Tax team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. And they'll find every possible deduction for you. Locally owned and operated staff by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open 99 on weekdays, 9 to 5 on Saturdays with multiple options. Start the Liberty Tax mobile app or through your desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in, give a call to upload your tax documents. And when you come in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Once again, their number is 803. 803- Four six two five five seven six. One more time. 803
0: 462 So as you can see right here, just to give you a live look of what's going on in Gainesville, a conjuring ballpark, it's it tough to see exactly which players are in the dugout for South Carolina. But still a lot of USC players there. I'm sure a lot of seniors, but I'm also sure there's a lot of underclassmen. And As you can see, Florida's still out here celebrating, but they've been in there since the game ended, watching the entire celebration by Florida, soaking in what this moment feels like. And I'm sure it's a moment that is going to sting for a long time. But just something to to show you guys here on a disappointing night for Gamecock fans as USC's season comes to an end, falling in super regionals to the Florida Gators. I want to bring this comment up. Pitching was fine. Won't win anything with a goose egg on the board. Pitching, again, Mahoney, I thought he gave you at least enough to fight, right? You're in a situation where, and we talked about it last night, internship. we talked about we We said that this was going to be a low-scoring game. We expected this to be a low-scoring game going into tonight. I don't think we expected one team, though, to absolutely dominate the way they did from a pitching standpoint. And because of that, that's the frustrating part, right? That there, were, there was a couple things that Mahoney, I'm sure, he would want back. But I thought overall, I thought he gave you a chance. But because the offense just wasn't there tonight, it makes it look just a little bit it, – it doesn't look like South Carolina really was in it. And, again, from a hitting standpoint, I get it only three hits – but man, I mean, they had their opportunities. They had their opportunities. They had guys on base. They had guys on base. I know they, what, six of them? They had their opportunities, but they just weren't able to generate enough offense tonight. And I think that's the frustrating part is that, you know, you come down to Gainesville, you had your chance on Friday, you come up short. And then the next day, Mahoney gives you at least enough, right? He gives you enough to at least be able to have a fighting chance but you just weren't able to do anything offensively you weren't able to muster any runs you were only able to get on base a handful of times just three hits it's just frustrating
1: yeah 100 percent. for something that was as pretty routine or as much of an identity as this team's offense was to them um to have it go cold at you know at wit's end at your last chance Um, before going to the college world series in Omaha, it's very, 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 very frustrating. And it makes sense why a lot of those guys are still in that dugout because um, really tough way to lose it. And two, and especially when your bats or game one is, you know, you just missed it, right? Like you Mm -hmm. you were this close and there were just a couple errors down the stretch and you think you're going to bring it back tomorrow and you're not going to make those errors. And it just, your bats just don't show up and you get, dominated by a really, really good Florida pitcher who just had his best stuff. And, again, yeah. that's basically – sometimes a pitcher will wake up and just have a better day than he's normally having and, and show up and do that. Um, I would – obviously, I would expect a, a couple more runs for South Carolina at that point. I wouldn't said that. that That is the whole reason to find the nothing. But I digress. It's just – it's frustrating when your offense doesn't show up. And, I mean – defensively, you were pretty good. Um, No real complaints, not a whole lot of errors and stuff. No real big blunders like South Carolina had down the stretch um, when they did go cold. Um, They were losing games because of poor defense, and then, you know, the pitching was bad. But this time it's your hitting that gives up on you and it's just really, really tough.
0: And give Waldrop credit, right? I mean, both teams, obviously, they had to go through the rain delay. Another rain delay, uh, beginning of the game, the rain wasn't coming down. They put the tarp on. There was lightning in the distance. It took them about a half hour to put that tarp on. And eventually once they did that, it felt like immediately when the tarp finally went on. The lightning in the distance, and you can kind of just see behind me, more so out there towards the left field behind those trees, it was just lightning and thunder. And both teams had to go with it. And we had a it last night, too, I give multiple a lot of credit because, I mean, how many times do you go into a situation like that in a pitcher, you know, kind of like getting iced as a kicker in a sense? You have to wait. You have to wait. And now, of course, the game hadn't started yet. Game hadn't started yet. But you're itching. You're ready to get on, on the mound. The adrenaline's there. It could have been really easy for him to kind of psych himself out. But instead, he goes out there. He pitches phenomenally. Uh, we talked about Mahoney, and I want to bring this up real quick. Because I mentioned this before, there were a handful, (laughs) maybe two handful, and, and then some borderline calls that did not go South Carolina's way tonight, right? I mean, we can go look at the graphics and talk about, all right, this pitch was called a ball, and it should have been called a strike, and vice versa when South Carolina was up at the plate, and some of those balls were called strikes, but for Mahoney, again, I think when you look at the number of pitches, 84, 46 for strike, I, I think it's a little misleading. I felt like there were certainly some missed calls that Mahoney didn't get going his way. And because of that, especially early on, instead of getting out of an inning, USC was out there and it wasn't even about just generating an extra run, but Mahoney had to throw an extra 10, even 15 pitches, some of those innings. And, They pile up. We talked about it, right? Being able to at least, at least get you past the fifth inning. He was almost able to do that, right? Try to get into the sixth inning.
1: I think we lost Mike. Yeah, I think we did. All right, Mike is frozen currently. Um, we will get back to him whenever he unfreezes. But, yeah, I mean, kind of going off of where he left us, um, Jack Mahoney, he had a pretty good day overall. Um, wasn't, wasn't bad. I had a couple of mistakes. There's Mike. Mike, continue what you were saying about Jack. Yeah.
0: Well, just being as fresh as you can, being able to head into that third game. I mean, that's the mindset, right? You're not just coming out here to win today. It's about winning today and being able to get, to, get to, to tomorrow's game, being able to get to a game three. So, look, unfortunately, South Carolina, they weren't able to do that. And like I said before, I felt like Mahoney gave you at least enough to be able to compete in this game. It wasn't ideal by any means. But, um, look, we look back at what's took place this weekend, kind of like the season. I think it's a microcosm. You should have, could have, would have, you know. And for South Carolina – Not being able to get back to Omaha another year. Uh, Fans are itching. I mean, I saw Tommy Moody during the rain delay. And, I mean, he was joking around. He's like, man, he's like, I don't even remember what Omaha looks like. It's been that long. So, look, I understand this fan base is is itching to be able to get back there. And this team is certainly going to look different. I see Bill Wallace. We appreciate you, Bill, tuning in tonight. There's going to be a lot of question marks about who's going to be playing what position next year. I mean, there's going to be some musical cheers, I'm sure, as well. But I I think, well, before we look ahead to next season, just trying to put a bow on tonight, you had the the talent to be able to get to Omaha. That's the frustrating part. This team had the talent to get to Omaha. And going into this weekend, I mean, there's a reason why when you were looking at the projections – breaking it down by a percent standpoint there's a reason why this series was one of the closest compared to any other series out there you had two very good teams two very good teams mark kingston talked about it on thursday during his media availability after practice saying you have two omaha teams and the unfortunate part about it is and i'm paraphrasing the unfortunate part is that one of these teams isn't going to be able to make it to the college world series for south carolina that's them They drew the short straw. And again, we're going to talk about what could have been late in the season if they were able to pick up some of these midweek games, if they were able to take two instead of falling down, right? One, two in some of these SEC series late in the year. But the bottom line is, even going into an environment like Florida this weekend, USC still had their chances. They still had their chances. They certainly had their chances on Friday night. And while the The offense wasn't there tonight, intern Joe. They still had their chances to make a a late rally. They just could not get the offense going. You were just waiting, right? You were just waiting, right? And they were able to get that hit. I don't know if it was the fifth inning or the sixth inning. You were hoping, and I'm looking right now, it wasn't until the sixth inning when Ethan Petrie was able to single. They went between the first and the fifth inning, right? And they were only able to get one hit, one hit. You can't do that. No, you can't. I'm not Fred McGriff. We don't need to go to the freaking Fred McGriff hitting school. Anyone knows that any, any pink hat fan knows that you're not going to win games. If you're just getting one hit through the first five innings. And when Petri was able to get on base in the six, right. He's able to get on base in the six. And at that point, South Carolina, they were trailing three, nothing, even though they were down three, nothing, it was kind of like, Hey, Maybe this is where the offense is going to finally pick things up, Joe. Finally pick things up. They weren't able to do that though.
1: No, the clutch hitting was non-existent tonight, Mike. Plain and simple. Um, I guess my last thoughts on tonight's game. It's tough to see your your season and Omaha hopes go out the window like that one did. Um, it would have been nice to have those guys back um, a little bit earlier let them get the lows out of the way. Because obviously when they do get back in the lineup, it's like, okay, they're back, let's go. I'm so happy to be back. But yeah, there is a little bit of a grace period where you do have to allow the guy to have a little bit of a slump when he does come back. And, you know, unfortunately for South Carolina, Will Gillis wasn't the one. Or, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily think anybody in this lineup today is somebody that you can point to and be like, that's on you. I think overall this lineup just didn't perform – what they you know could have or or should have done um and and like we said give all the credit in the world to Waldrop he threw a gem. so tough to see your season go out like that um and you know you you wish you could have at least played one more
0: you're taking a look real quick this is what it looks like over on Gamecock Central plenty of baseball talk this evening there's other stuff in there as well a busy official visit weekend for South Carolina as we are in the month of June and as we've seen from Shane Beamer, the last two years, June has been a very, very, very big month. And we will talk about that on Tuesday night on GCL Live talking Tuesday nights with myself and intern Joe. But again, baseball-wise, if you are a subscriber to Gamecock Central, head on over to the website. If you're not, take advantage of some of the specials that we have. You can sign up today for 50% off for the entire year. That will give you 12 months. 12 months, half the price. Or you can sign up for $1. $1 for the next what? I think it's a dollar a month or 10 bucks for the next three months. Take advantage of it. But, again, a lot of baseball coverage currently on Gamecock Central, and there will be much more. Colin Taylor will be back in the saddle. Jack as well and all the other fun Gamecock stuff that we have. Kind of looking ahead. Talking about looking ahead. There will be plenty of that as well over the next couple of days. And we will have post-game reaction for Mark Kingston. I'm not sure if that has wrapped up already. I assume that they're done. Um, that was going on immediately after the game, the losing team, like it is at every super location, losing team coach speaks first. So Kingston speaking down there, we will have the reaction from him and the players. And I'm sure it's disappointing. Um, when you're going to hear from these players talking about what could have been and the seniors that they're going to lose there for some tremendous seniors. You mentioned it before the guys that came back, right? It starts with Wimmer. Starts with Wimmer, the guy that had been through this program, came up, earned every opportunity that he he got. You saw the other guys that transferred on in over the last couple years that gave you a spark. It's just, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because, like we said, this is a team that certainly had the talent, and I think that's that will be how this season will be remembered. A team that had the talent that weren't able to take advantage of the opportunities that they gave themselves early on in the year, the first half of the season. I think that's how a lot of people are going to look at this team. Remember this year, because I think for a period of time, I think a lot of people were saying, man, this team's going to head back to Omaha. And like we said, we'll talk about it another day, certainly not finishing strong in the second half of the regular season. It hurt South Carolina from being able to land, a higher seed so that you would be able to host a Super Regional. And I know Peyton brought it up. Yeah, I mean, shoot, throw it into the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. If Texas Tech's able to win one of those two games last weekend, you're at Founders Park and you're playing Texas Tech. But that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case.
1: Nope. Nope, playing simple, Mike. Um, and another thing I was just going to say was, I mean – the coulda, woulda, and everything, but you're returning a good chunk of this team. Obviously, some of the transfers you're losing, but you're bringing back your freshman All-American and Ethan Petrie. I believe freshman All-American. Um, this South Carolina team, I mean, after last season, especially too, a team that is fluttering around 500 and then, you know, kind of stalls out and, and finishes the year on a sour note to, to come back and be able to do what they did this season. I think it's a step in the right direction. If you look at the big picture, right, not being around postseason baseball, being able to make it to a super regional, um, you know, I think that's a big step in the right direction for South Carolina baseball. Got a lot of young talent. Obviously, you get you like Jordan back back. That kid is an absolute stud. So it's going to be really, really interesting um, to see this South Carolina baseball team next season, and also too to see what whatever Kingston can do. In the transfer portal, I think it's going to be a big, big deal. On um, what exactly? Because obviously this year he, you know, pulled a lot of the guys down. Gavin Costas being one. Uh, you know, Will Gillis well, The list goes on. Nick Proctor. It's, it's a big deal. So, um, yeah, Mike, I, I think don't. Don't discount what this season was compared to last season. Be grateful for what
0: you got, as well as basically what I'm trying to say. Here. Yeah, and as you take a look right now, this is the scene: the Conjuring Park in Gainesville, Florida. The Florida Gators defeating South Carolina today to advance back to the College World Series. South Carolina, if you're just joining us offensively tonight, it just wasn't there. USC just wasn't able to generate the offense needed, to be able to keep up with Florida. And, look, not to take anything away from Florida, but they didn't do anything special. You had your opportunities tonight. You made it at least reasonable that you could be able to compete tonight. Mahoney allows four runs. But, look, offensively, I mean, that's the story tonight. USC just was not able to generate anything. And (laughs) – I mean, for a period of time, Joe, it it looked like USC being able to get that first hit with McGillis to start the game off, kind of like the night before, it was like, man, South Carolina, okay, they're not wasting any time tonight. They're coming out fast, they're playing strong, but they weren't able to keep it moving. Uh, NIL will be big to keep Petri, the comment is, and many more for the next couple of years. Please join Garnet Trust. You couldn't be more spot on if you wanted to be. I'll tell you right now, look, you're naive. You're naive if you don't think schools, and it's not just baseball, right? You know, football as well, even basketball. Schools are reaching out to players, or be their families. And I say schools. Let me take a step back. Collectives, people that are distantly associated with the team. They're reaching out. There's plenty of tampering going on in college football, especially in the SEC. Yeah, Garnet Trust, the money to be able to keep a guy like him is going to be important, going to be important. He had 75 RBIs this year, Petri, setting a USC freshman record. An All-American, phenomenal year, and he's certainly, when you look about the future of this team, he's certainly the brightest the brightest of spots that you have when you start looking ahead to not just next season, but you're thinking about the next couple years. It starts with him. And if you're able to keep him around for the next, for at least next season, right? You're able to keep him around for next season. That is your core. That is your nucleus. You're able to build off of that. Because I think you show people from a recruiting standpoint, man, look what Petra was able to do here. Right, and it's not even talking about recruiting out of high school because I know that process – I mean, shoot, it feels like every year it's getting earlier and earlier, right? I mean, some of these guys are getting recruited when they're still in uh, middle school, for crying out loud. But it's not just that. It's about the transfer portal as well. And you can point and be like, look what Petri did. He came here as a freshman. He earned an opportunity right away, and he was able to take, take it and make the most out of it. So I think that's a great selling point that you can have to recruits. McGillis certainly is another one. We can go down the list with some of these other players as well that have transferred on in. But – and, Ashley, I'm glad you mentioned this. Ethan said in postgame he wants to be a leader next year. So he's already thinking of year two as a Gamecock. And, Ashley, I'm not trying to discredit anything you're saying. Anything I hear from – and this isn't a shot at Ethan. I'm talking about in general. There are people throwing money around at kids these days. There's money being thrown around at kids these days. So, again, NIL, Garnet Trust, not just Ethan, it's going to be very important, not just next season, to make sure that some of these talented players remain Gamecocks year after year. Uh, But certainly when you think of a player like that, and, I mean, it's not contracts that we're talking about, but at the same time too, right, you look at a guy like Juice Wells, Juice is doing pretty well in the NIL field, right? You play well, right? Play good, they pay good. Ethan Petrie, they're going to be paying good because he certainly earned it this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have the ticker on the bottom. Visit to find out how you can support. Um, so head over there if you'd like. To help out. Um, WJM41 made a good
0: um, point. Point, so. any other uh, final thoughts intern Joe as we wrap things up and Ashley appreciate you certainly understand that and I owe value too Just and I appreciate that thank you Ashley because we're out here Jack's or I don't know if it just wrapped up but Jack's inside and we'll have the post game video uploaded immediately uh, when that becomes available to us onto the Gamecock Central YouTube page but um, yeah I mean there's not much else to say you know, any final thoughts in turn, Joe? No.
1: Nah, uh, if you're South Carolina, don't let Dakota would have should have run free. Um, you know, get back to Columbia, throw a couple of uh, – if you're over the, the age limit, put a couple of adult beverages back and reminisce on how good of a season it was. And, and just appreciate the time with the guys that you got in the locker room right now because, you know, it's, it's going to be gone tomorrow. So, you know, take it for what you got, and, you know, this one stings. It's going to sting. But, you know, that's what next year's for. You have another opportunity to come back and be better than they were this year.
0: And we'll hopefully be hearing a handful of these guys get drafted in the next couple of weeks with the MLB draft coming up. But, uh, look, again, there will be plenty of times, like intern Joe said, to talk about the missed opportunities that South Carolina – just let out of their grasp towards the end of the regular season. But the bottom line is they had their opportunity, not just this weekend as a whole, they even had it tonight, but unfortunately the bats just weren't able to show up. If you're joining the show a little bit late, no worries. Head on over to the Gamecock Central YouTube page, and you can watch this show in its entirety. Or if you're a podcast listener, that's more up your alley. Head on over to the Gamecock Central podcast platform to be able to listen to this show as well as any other Gamecock Central shows and the 107.5 appearances as well. He's in turn, Joe. I'm Mike Yuba. We appreciate all of you guys watching, not just tonight, not just this weekend, but all tournament long as South Carolina certainly, despite the disappointing ending tonight in Gainesville, they certainly put on a tremendous show this year and created a lot of memories that a lot of us will remember for some time. For those traveling back to Columbia, have a safe travel for those in Columbia tonight, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you coming up next week on all the other GC Live shows on Gamecock Central.